Hello again, and welcome to On the Road with the VIAAA, a podcast put on by the Virginia Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association's Public Relations Committee for athletic administrators both in Virginia and across the country. I'm your host, Jim Harris, co-chair of the VIAAA's Public Relations Committee and coordinator of athletics and student activities at Alexandria City High School. In today's episode, we are on the road to Warren County High School with Athletic Director Ed Dyke. Ed shares us his journey from a mere buck private all the way to Athletic Director at Warren County High School. All right, we are back on the road with the VIAAA. Today's guest is Ed Dyke, CAA and Athletic Director from Warren County High School. Welcome on the board, Ed. Thanks for having me, Jim. Appreciate it. All right. So why don't you uh, tell us the road you took to become the uh, Athletic Director at Warren County? Where did you grow up, your schooling, your coaching, and career track that led you into athletic administration? Well, I, uh, I was a Fairfax County kid, um, but they didn't appreciate some of my antics uh, back in the late 60s. So I ended up uh, spending six years at Fort Union Military Academy and uh, graduating from there in 75. I went on to play football at JMU. Um, I was one of the uh, first recruiting classes that they had. Um, uh, played on an undefeated team there uh, and had a ball. Um, it was five of the best years I've ever had after six or more of the tougher years I've ever had at Fort Union. Um, when I left, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I tried out for a couple of pro football teams, didn't make it, um, was playing semi-pro football um, up in Pennsylvania, and um, got a job working as a uh, crisis counselor at a private EDLD school. Um, and I thought maybe, you know, this might be something I want to look into being so I ended up doing a bunch of different things. I worked as a juvenile detention person. I worked in, as a juvenile probation officer. I worked in a psych unit of a hospital. I, I, yeah, oh yeah. I drove, I drove a truck for a year um, and until I uh, settled down um, as a probation officer in Charlottesville. A buddy of mine who's now the principal at Monticello was just got the football job at Louisa and he, uh, we were playing, we were playing softball. Um, and he goes, I don't have enough coaches at Louisa and I'm getting ready to start my first gig as a head coach. How about, you ever coach football? And I said, yeah, I've actually coached some youth football in Fairfax. I coached ninth grade football, at Fairfax high, that type of stuff. And he goes, well, why don't you come on over and give it a look? So it worked out. I did my probation job until three o'clock in the afternoon which happened to be in Fluvanna, which is a, which is a, um, um, a um, county that backs right up to Louisa. So I was able to run my office from seven to three, go over to football practice. Uh, the principal fell in love with me, um, thought I was just a great guy, um, got me a, a job as a dropout prevention specialist uh, under a grant, um, got to coaching and they put me in charge of wrestling. Um, I stayed over there for um, basically 12, 13 years and um, got my master's in special ed, started working special ed, started working all sorts of different um, um, uh, 
you know, just different things, just different things are going on. I was on the radio sometimes <laughs> with, the, with the guys, you know, you know, helping run, you know, run some of the tournaments and mm-hmm. it was, it just, it just all came around. Um, I left there, went to Monticello, uh, started refereeing full time. Uh, I was a football referee. I was just about to go into college football at, and the AD job at Buckingham came open and I figured this was silly. I might as well go ahead and give it a shot. So I gave it a shot, worked down there for a couple of years. This job came open. I had some friends up here in Warren County. They said, you ought to give it a shot. And this is how I ended up up here. But let me tell you, it was, I worked with so many coaches and other, uh, you know, ADs that were also coaches. And it just seemed like the perfect career path for me at the time yeah, and you got a you got a memory like a steel trap we were just before we got on we were just talking about how we met for the first time 10 years ago and you remembered the school I was at and I've been in a couple since yeah. that's great uh you know how did you get started with the VI AAA you've had quite a, a storied career getting to athletic administration but how'd you get started with the state association well it was it was uh, I was in Buckingham and uh the first regional meeting we had Nobody was a VI AAA rep. Hmm. And I went, okay, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it, I was in it for the last 10 years. As you know, I was you know, the region rep down there, and I've been the region rep up here uh, for the last eight. And um, uh, when the me- meeting comes up in May, uh, it's the first meeting I haven't been to in 10 years. So uh, my, new, uh, my new guy, Joe Fowler from Goochland's taken over. Um, and he's been involved already. He already teaches some law classes and stuff. So seemed like a natural fit. So that's how I got involved. I plan on staying involved with it uh, as I retire. I've already talked um, to a few people uh, about staying involved with the retired people. And so we'll see what happens. You know, I always like to mention that. I think the VI AAA now is in a new renaissance. We have so, so many people now involved so many different people before people were wearing one, two, three hats. And now we have enough to fill the whole board without much repetition. Yeah. And so it's always great to, to keep new people and keep the, uh, keep the people here and just grow the organization even more. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I, it, it's really changed since I started in it 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but there has been some awesome, awesome people I've met from there and some great presidents. And, you know, I hope Chris, um, has a has a good tenure, you know that he's got started off in May. Yeah, I, mean, I have nothing but great things to say about the VI AAA. I better they gave me the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, certification is a big push for the VI AAA now. Uh, you're a CAA. Tell us your process to certification, what it means to you, and some tips to help achieve certification that those that aspire to get it. Well, interestingly enough, um, when I was when I started in Buckingham, I got my RAA right off the bat. And once I started seeing how the organization was, um, and since I was only in Buckingham two years, when I, when I moved up here, um, during the interview, um, the guy that was, uh, one of the guys was interviewing me uh, was the XAD from the building. And he goes, do you plan on continuing, you know, uh, moving up the certification ladder? And I said, absolutely. Um, and I got my CA within a year, which was easy to do. We had a couple of real good teams. So we got to host some things. I got to help out and do some other stuff. 
and it, it all it all seemed to work out really really well uh, time time frame wise. Um, and I was just this year getting ready to start my CMAA, and then uh, you know we've talked. My wife and I talked about it, and since I'm going to retire, I don't know if there's a whole, whole lot of sense in doing that right now. Mm -hmm. I keep getting these things from the NIAAA going. You need to become a CMAA, and I'm like, yeah. Do I really, uh, you know, but. Uh, right. Well, as, as, as a CMAA, it's really, the process has become very streamlined in the last three years where you don't even have to write, it used to be a big long paper. Now you just make a PowerPoint and present it to the, to the organization and boom, you're a CMAA. So it's not as daunting as it once was. So maybe if you're looking for something to do in your retirement, it might be something <laughs> you, you can do pretty easily. Well, I'm hoping a, a couple other things might come up, um, but I don't know if I should talk about that. Or not. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, let's talk about uh, your career a little bit. Uh, you know, who were some of your influences getting into athletic administration? You talked about coaching, but what about getting into being an AD? Mm -hmm. And now, you know, as your uh, career winds down, who do you look for for advice, encouragement, and that shoulder to cry on? Well. Um, it, the my football coach at Fork Union was also the athletic director, and I. Uh, most people that know me, um, I, I I tend to be a little rambunctious, uh, to to say the least, and um, it's he kept me focused on what I was doing, and then uh, they also have postgraduate football there. Well, I was the first senior to ever play on the postgraduate team. And um, it was, it was a, you know, the football coach there was uh, also the commandant. So he was in charge of us unruly characters, which I was. I mean, I was basically there for six years and five and a half years, I was a buck private. That should tell you something, you know, if anybody's got any military thing going on, you know, I got overlooked a whole bunch. But those, those guys um, really, really influenced where I was going, especially when I got to JMU. And I, you know, I ran into these coaches later and um, got involved with some other stuff back at Fort Union. And I was watching what these guys have been doing their whole life. And so when the opportunity hit, I just, it, se it seemed like a no brainer to me. Um, the, uh, um, the guy that was the, uh, AD at uh, um, Louisa when I first started there was a guy named Joe Bradford. And he was also a guidance counselor <laughs> and the AD. Mm -hmm. So wearing different hats, man. He had more hats on you know what to do with. Um, so it was, you know, he was, he was a big inspiration for me because I saw how he could take care of everything. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, why not? I mean, it makes everything more interesting if you're doing stuff like that all the time. So I was into the whole multitasking and uh, doing 80 million things at one time and trying, trying to answer 50 questions at a time. So it was, it just, it seemed natural. Just, it seemed like a natural fit. Yeah. Who do you look to now? Who are some of the people that, uh, yeah. that you turn to if you have a question or you, you advice? Well, I, the, the ADs in my district, are, are really, really good people. Um, uh, Matt Heiserman that's at Strasburg um, is probably one of my closer friends. 
uh, Bill Cup, who's right across three miles across town at Skyline. Him and I talk daily. Um, you know, Seth Cameron up at Brentsville. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, Billy Hahn, I, you know, I, I run stuff by him all the time. He was my principal at Monticello. Um, so I've known him for a long time. He, in fact, he coached football at Caroline when I was a defensive coordinator at Louisa. Mm. Yeah. And I, I was like, what am I supposed to do with your six, three receivers and my five, nine defensive backs? You know, so I just ended up just starting to tell them, just chuck them and beat them up. Don't let them go out. So we take, we take the penalty and go on. But anyway, uh, I, I've, I've known Billy forever. He actually, before he got up to Caroline, he uh, coached um, my wife's kin down in Whitfield. Oh, oh yeah. I've known that guy forever, uh, so, but he was one of the best principals I ever worked for. So I, you know, I, I still, you know, I've had his cell phone number for ever since we got cell phones. So, uh, because we were in the pre-cell phone yeah. era. Yes. <laughs> so Not very many people remember those days. Well, I hate to tell you, I it, it was funny. <clears throat> Some kid just brought something up like that the other day, and I said, Have you all ever seen a black and white TV? And they went, What? <laughs> I, said, I have to tell you, when I first went to Fort Union in 1969, that was the first color TV I'd ever seen. Black and white was all I had at my house. Right. You know? Um <laughs> And that and rotary phones so you mess up that six digit and you had to go back and start again oh. well, I, you know what the best part was is i worked in a place uh, on a farm in appomattox virginia during the summers and you only had to dial the last part of the first three digits and then the final four numbers so you only had to dial five numbers mm. because there weren't many people on the phone right oh it was incredible I mean, I'd, I'd go back up in Northern Virginia. I said, Mom, look at this. I only have to dial five numbers down there. And she's like, are you kidding me? No. <laughs> now, go, looking back at your career, um, you know, what are some things that you think you did really well? Well, I, I, I think that I, I felt like that I got people in here to coach and to give their best effort. Um, we've, you know, we've been successful in spots, um, you know, we, I have, I have always gotten the stuff that the kids need. Um, basically, you know, I'm one of these self-supporting guys. Um, you know, the school board gives us a little budget and the rest of the stuff comes from, you know, um, you know, uh, people that donate and, you know, and uh, fundraising and stuff like that. And, um, when I, when I got to Warren County, this place looked like a hospital. It didn't have anything on the walls and this, that, and the other. So I got one of those, I paid for one of those big murals to get put up in the gym, you know, that everybody has, mm -hmm. you know, the two guys from Atlanta come up there and painted all over the place. And, um, you know, I got new scoreboards. I've gotten, you know, uh, track boards put down by the track. You know, I got, you know, stuff. Uh, that's what the guy's been running in here and out. You see behind me, I started putting up the uh, uh, team posters that they do for each sport. Mm -hmm. so they're all the way up and down the halls for each season. Nice. And so he's putting up my last, my last three. So he was in, <laughs> he was in here snagging them behind me while you were, while yeah. we were talking. Um, but yeah, stuff, you know, I, I, I just think just getting stuff out there and making sure people are involved. Um, you know, I got a bunch of community uh, people involved. Um, I got, you know, signs all around the inside of my infield and up in my gym and on the, you know, on the 
track surface and, you know, just trying to keep people involved and get them here to games. And that's been a lot of my fun is just the games and and doing stuff like that has just been a ball. Um, You know, I just, I'm a kind of a, uh, a people guy, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm six, five, 300 pounds. You can't miss me. It's not like I can hide, Mm -hmm. you know? So I just wander around among everybody and just, I'm just there for just there, you know? So it works out. Now let's talk about the uh, flip side of that. What is some aspect of the job or what is the thing that you absolutely hated about it? Oh, COVID. Yeah. (laughs) I got to tell you, um, that just about wiped out everything. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Um, that was that, that that came at a really really bad time because we were just about to get into the spring and we were supposed to have a couple of really really good possible state contender teams and all those seniors got to leave without nothing mm-hmm. you know we weren't like colleges where we gave them a fifth year mm-hmm. uh, or a sixth in some cases <clears throat> but I I I felt like that whole situation just I don't think I did enough, but there wasn't much that we could do, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I still felt like empty. Like I wasn't getting anything done. Um, you know, we, we did some stuff around the school and we did some other things like that, but I don't know that as a year and a half kind of left me kind of empty. Mm-hmm. It really did. And and it was part of it was because I didn't get to see the kids, you know, when you're used to bumping around with all these guys and girls out here in the hallway, like I'm like, I'm the morning greeting committee now. Now, (laughs) when I got this job last year, it was to hand out masks. Okay. (laughs) Well, since we dumped masks, now I just kind of sit up there and harass everybody. (laughs) Hey, what's with with your shoes? Oh, you got shorts on 20 degrees outside. You know, I like, you know, just back and forth banter. And I, and I tell you what, I have more fun with that. Um, you know, take donuts out some days and hand out donuts and do stuff, you know, just, it, it, I, that's the, that's the banter that I missed for a year and a half while COVID was going on. And I, I just, you know, I, that was the part that I hated. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. But otherwise I've loved my job. And I, I tell you, the only reason that I'm retiring is because I think I need to do something else, just move on to something else. So we'll we'll see how that goes. We'll we'll talk about that in just a second. Now, you know, as as you close down your career, you know, what is some advice that you would give new or current athletic administrators that something they must do to be successful? Remember, there's always time to get something in. Um, every when I started at Buckingham, I was working 15, 16 hour days. And what I have learned over the last, you know, 10 years is, you know, there's still time to get it done the next morning. Or, you know, it doesn't all have to be done right this second. Um, don't rush through it. Uh, that, you know, don't, don't make the whole thing a hassle. Um, Bruce Bowen, um, my second year at Buckingham, he said, he came up to me and talked to me and he goes, I heard you're working like 15, 16 hours a day. I said, yeah, because you're going to kill yourself because you're just going to, you know, you're going to drive, you're driving yourself nuts and you're going to, you're just going to, it's just going to kill you physically. And I said, yeah, I'm just wiped out all the time now. He goes, you got to stop. 
And he was the one that said, you know, why don't you just take a look, put everything into perspective, and everything will work itself out. You've got time to take care of all your business. And it's worked out. It's worked out great. Um, you know, once I adopted that philosophy, you know, like like today, I got here at 7.30. We got ball games tonight, so I probably won't get out of here until about 9. But it's okay. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. I got plenty of time to do everything. I've got to go, you know, mow my fields. I got to go paint my soccer field for a game and this, that, and the other. And, um, but I got plenty of time. I mean, I'm, it's not like, it's not like I, you know, the whole world's going to crash down on me. You know, I was, I was trying to get everything done before two o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I, I was out on the mower at six o'clock in the morning sometimes. And people were like, what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> so. uh, you? You don't have to get any specifics, but you know, you are retiring at the end of the school year. Uh, you know, what are your plans for retirement? Well, I've looked at a few different things. I, like I said, I refereed high school football, and they are in need of referees. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go back into that because I really enjoyed it. Um, I played football forever, and of course, if you look at me, you know I was not a running back or a wide receiver. Um, so my tackle to tackle area, I know how to control that. Mm-hmm. So guess what? I'm gonna go back and be an umpire, which I was before, mm-hmm. and I'm and that's what I'm gonna do. I'm like, I got that. I'm going to uh, probably do some volleyball uh, because we're short of people up here. Uh, I'll probably go back and do softball. My daughter was a D1 uh, softball player at Georgia Tech. She was also a D1 coach at uh, USC Upstate. Um, she now works in Pennsylvania. And I did enough. I went to enough softball and coach softball when I was at uh, Monticello that I think I could probably do some umping at softball and baseball too. Um, I am looking at a couple other jobs. Um, there is a job open in Charlottesville, so I uh, think I'll probably throw my hat name in the name in the ring there, because um, that you know because that's where I lived for forever. Um, so it would be nothing for me to get back down there, um, and I think that would be a real good way to end my career. Um, it, you know, because I think that talking about going all the way through mm-hmm. all the steps you know, coach to AD to, you know, another administrative type job, that would be, that would be good. So I'm, I'm going to throw that, throw my hat in the ring there and see what happens there. If, if not, I've got, you know, other guys up here that said, Hey, I'll hire you as an assistant AD to go do the fields or help me with, you know, game management and stuff like that. And I'm like, yep, that sounds good to me. So I got plenty of stuff to keep me busy. And all the things you listed are things that uh, will definitely keep you busy and you'll never go without work. That's for sure. (laughs) Now, last question. It's the easiest or the hardest, depending on how you look at it. Uh, You know, a lot of people, you know, and a lot of people you don't know are going to be listening to this. You know, we've already mentioned a lot of things you've done, but can you tell us something they may not know about you? Well, most, well, I was going to say, I'm a, I'm a jock. I've been a jock my whole life. I started, you know, football and soft or football and baseball back in fourth grade in, in, in Falls Church. Um, so I've, I've been doing athletics my whole life. Um, I'm an avid, avid Bear, Chicago Bear and San Francisco Giant fan. But my wife has gotten me into wines. <laughs> so we started visiting wineries over the last couple of years, especially up in this Northern Virginia area, mm-hmm. you go down here to, you know, Loudon, Fauquier, you know, all these places, wineries are everywhere. 
And um, we've become members of like four or five different wineries. So I, my current stash at home is 80 some plus bottles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't drink as much as I, you know, I, I just, I have them there for occasions, mm -hmm. like my retirement party, you know, that's going to deplete the stock. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, that's, that's the one thing a lot of people, you, you look at me, do I look like a wine guy? Eh, maybe not. But it, it, I have really gotten into it with my wife and my daughter up in Pennsylvania. We've all gotten into this whole thing. And um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's very interesting what different people do and different states do. You know, like West Virginia is right next door to us. Mm -hmm. We go over there and their wines are real, real sweet. You know, I'm not a sweet guy. I like, you know, I like the, the you know, the oaky, you know, <laughs> take the take the roof off your mouth type stuff. You know? <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the that's the that's been my latest little gig. And um, I, I'm glad my wife got me a little hobby. To, there you go. To run around with her doing so. Happy wife, happy life, they say. 36 years. I can't complain. <laughs> Well, Ed, I really appreciate you jumping on with the VI AAA. Uh, we, we, we don't want to, we know you're retiring, but we don't want to see you go away. You know, we always, we're very inclusive in the VI AAA. Anything you need from us or, you know, anything we can help you help us, you know, we, we're going to be calling on you. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm going to stay involved. You know, I've talked to, I've talked to Bruce about it and, and you know, uh, Bob also, you know, just I've, I've talked to all these guys and, you know, I said, I'm available. So why not? You know, what the heck? So I got, I'll stay involved. I'll still see you around. <laughs> Outstanding. Thank you for jumping on. That's all the time Thank we have for this edition of On the Road with the VIAAA. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VIAAA95, on Instagram at VIAAA1995. The video edition of this podcast can be found on YouTube. Just search VIAAA. Our website is VIAAA.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time.